Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up, Seminole Headlines podcasters? Thanks so much for listening to the program. As always, the podcast brought to you in part by our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Today, no different. Appreciate them enabling us to do this for you. What else they'll do for you is uh, work hard throughout the state to ensure uh, that the insurance companies are doing the right thing and they're not acting in bad faith. Uh, they will they'll get after the insurer if they are. They'll inspect and assess the loss on your behalf. By the way, they are throughout the state just because an insurance company tells you no or there's a certain amount that they're willing to give out doesn't mean that's the end of the story. Find out more. Go to policyadvocate.com. That'd be policyadvocate.com. Or call 888-904-2524. Onward we go with Seminole Headlines. It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols, and pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio begins right freaking now. Hooray, we're in studio. There's Corey, there's Ira. This hour brought to you by our friends at Register Sausage. Yay, sausage. Delicious, delicious sausage. Sausage, say that fast. I struggled with it. It's early. You struggle with that mic, too. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's not the mic I normally use. Mm. The, okay. the mic of perfection is the one you're on. Right. Uh, but, th- you know, this is a little shaky mic. Anyhow, the point is delicious sausage. Said it. We usually let you use that one to just kind of embrace the aura that Jeff mm. usually. You oh, know, this you, mic? The greatness oh, great. is yeah. usually happening there. You feel it probably. You feel, when you sit in the chair, feel you feel different. You feel a little I feel different. different. Yeah. You feel like there's an expectation. I could eat all the sausage in the world right now. That's how I feel. <laughs> all the registered sausage in the world. I'll be honest with you because I'm in Atlanta uh, uh, a good bit, as people know, up in the uh, Gwinnett yeah. County area. Registers hadn't made it there, and I look every time, and I don't know what's going on. Do I need to ask the manager? Yes, Is that exactly. What you're That's what we've okay. been telling people. Okay. By the way, I was at my local grocer uh, this week, and Registers has taken over. It's the uh, the ones owned by the big corporation in uh, Arkansas. Yeah, I know the one you're talking yeah, about. Sure. I'm telling you, man, the one on uh, Thomasville Road, their case now, like registers is like half the case now. Like we've just kicked all these other sausage makers, these pretenders yeah. out of the case and they're it's registers from front to back. It's awesome. And uh, if you want some, if you don't live in North Florida. Or if you're stuck in Atlanta like Corey. Or, yeah. yeah, if you're stuck yeah. in Atlanta. Sad sap like me. Yeah. Do you think that like in the 10, middle years, of nowhere. 10 years time, registers will be like, uh, you know, Ben over there will be like the benefactor for Florida State. Like he'll, registers will have so much money and it'll be the biggest sausage company in the world. 
that he spot the stadium's named after him. I hope so. He builds a new baseball stadium. He yeah. he builds a new Hauser. Well, that's the first and foremost, Ben. Let's get to the uh, building of the new Hauser. And maybe like our faces will be on the logos. That'd like be the cool. Next, the next oh, logo. Oh, like the Three Stooges. Yes. Yeah, it'd yeah. be great. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, we want our faces on a bunch of sausage? Bunch of sausage, I guess. So. If it made us <laughs> a lot of money, <laughs> sure. Wealthy, we'll put our I face think, on anything. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Ass cheeks doesn't matter. It's whatever you know. For millions of dollars, yeah. Registermeats.com is the website. You can order it wherever you live and uh, enjoy the tasty goodness. But you won't see our face on the logo just yet. Mm-hmm. That's coming. Got to go to the website. Got to find all the multitude of and places. I haven't, that you I haven't can said find it us. enough recently. The and do we. Even if you're not a huge sausage fan, you're like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go online and order sausage. What am I? Who am I? Do it just for the and do we, just for the and do we by itself. They're all good, but the and do we is next level. Just try it. I'm telling you. My favorite is the guy having an existential crisis yeah. over ordering sausage. Like, what am online. I gonna do? What am I doing? How <laughs> have I gotten to this point? Yeah, every decision I've made up until right now has led me to this yeah. point. Goodness gracious! <laughs> ordering uh, sausage I, online. Yeah, what has become of my life? Sorry, hun, I ordered a sausage. <laughs> and do we though? But it's, it's great. It's and do we from registers. Uh, I'm glad we're in the studio. It's always good to do the show this way. I'm excited because another reason that we have to get it together is because, uh, you know, you guys are about to take off for the ACC meetings uh, next week. Uh, maybe we'll do some sort of elongated call-in, Ira, while you're there. I know Corey won't get there till late Wednesday night, mm-hmm. maybe be there in the morning Thursday, and then out the door he goes. <laughs> right I don't blame him. I don't cameo. blame him right back. You know, I, I understand. Like, I don't think the ACC Atlantic is until Thursday. Is that right? Correct. Do you hear that right? Yeah, so, coastal, you know. Coastal's on Wednesday. We're also, and what do we care about the Coastal? What, what, what are, who are we kidding? I like the ACC going head to head with the SEC again. Yeah, let's go. It's, you know, we're not afraid. No. Right. Some right. people might suggest maybe scheduling it a different week that, or yeah. a few different days, but nope. Nope. Right in the heart Same of the SEC. Week. Let's go. Be Saban versus whoever. D- Mike Dino Norvell, Babers. baby. Yeah, could be Norvell's the Saban of the uh of the Well, SEC. I mean, some might say that it's the more successful, uh, you know. Coach of Clemson. Coach of Clemson. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, maybe so. Although you saw my Pirates took the quarterback that Clemson had the commitment for, and he says he's going to sign with the Buckos, baby. Good so work. my Pirates just screwed Clemson out of their starting quarterback. Has he seen the Pirates? Oh, yeah, and he knows this is an organization with seven World Series championships. It's an organization <laughs> with the best baseball park in America. Right, yeah. It's, it's, it's the last one was 42 yeah. years ago, yeah, but so, it's fine. You know, he re- they remember. That kid's it, from uh, up, up near me in a co- a Coney uh, County. In and guess where Georgia. he's going? He's to going Pittsburgh, to Pittsburgh to play baseball, it, not to Clemson. What was it? John Elway, if the Colts drafted him, he said he'd go play baseball Yeah, he's going to go to the yeah. Yankees, yeah. Yeah, he and uh, – this kid's Wilson, seen the Pirates play. Yeah, and he said yesterday he intends to definitely sign well, with Well, he's seen Nagowski. That's what, what Nagowski's done and yeah. a cult no hero. Yeah, I mean, that guy, he's had 14 hits in six games or something. More or seven hits than games. he's ever come close to having in the entirety of his major league career. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a really cool story. It's probably uh, the rejuvenation once he's around the Brothers of the P, those great fans, that ballpark, those colors. <laughs> they brought it out. Yeah, man, it infuses greatness. Yeah. Even so, if it's prolonged 42 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, what are you going to do? Well, listen, we had no problem with the Braves. We split with the Mets. Yeah. I've had, my team's had the way. Gowski was in the middle of that comeback in the ninth inning. That's right. The game winning Five run. runs in the ninth. So nice, quiet week for the Braves. Nothing much going on. There. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. It was fun. Nothing. <laughs> it's been a nothing just year our, for uh, after the high expectations. Well, our generational talent tore his knee up. Mm. That was cool. It was cool. You were like, okay, what else could Dude, go there was wrong a thread. this year? His Acuna has he has he had like 
not feigned injury, but has he been a guy? That's he gets kind of, he gets hurt a lot. He gets hit a lot, and he'll. So he got a lot of MJ so Walker in him. There was a thread. So, yeah, kind of. So not, that's okay. Now, yeah. now <laughs> but I he misses. It. He actually misses games. It's it's not like he looks like he's been shot, and then he comes out and he he bats the next inning. Mm-hmm. He he does miss. Games. There was a message. There was a thread on the message board when he went down the other day, and like I, all the tweets were like, "Oh no!" Like everybody that tweeted about it because yeah. I didn't see it live was just like, "Oh, this is." awful but this one guy went on our message board and he's like man i'm so tired of this guy he's always acting it's always you know pretending he's hurt and it's no big deal and i'm and i'm reading the thread and i'm like man everybody on twitter is acting like this guy's done like, really bad and well the tears out, when he the tears were in his eyes the so, other ones he's not crying when he gets hurt and he doesn't collapse on the ground that was what made it different my guy went back and deleted the oh thing. there you go good it's happened a lot uh, not, not usually. <laughs> usually people own it. Yeah, but this was just he like, just went and deleted it. Yeah, he, uh, he, yeah. I think he actually messaged one of the moderators and said, "Hey, can you pull that down?" Yeah, I uh, think the key is to not well. respond immediately within five minutes of somebody about being injured story. about a medical situation. That's yeah, why I was wondering how board. often this happens. It does. It's, it's every idea. couple of weeks. There's a sc- every uh, every month. There's been a scare. You're like, oh man, that, he just broke his hand. He's out for the year, and it's a two or three day injury. Did but you no, watch? This did you watch the uh, home run derby last night, or does it bore you like it does me these days? I did watch because I wanted to see Shohei Otani, and of course, Pete Alonso is amazing, so I watch him. But yeah, Pete Alonso's got a great BP pitcher too. By the I way, mean, he the just greatest BP pitcher of all, of all time. time. I think we would have hit some bombs with that guy. <laughs> I, I said that those words to my wife. I'm like, I'm not sure if I could still hit one out. But if that guy's throwing it in that spot yeah, every single just time, just loops I, it yeah. right into his bat plane. It's insane. Every time. And if any of you out there, and I know we all have, if you try to throw to your kid, it's so hard. It is so hard <laughs> to replicate a throw. And you're yeah. trying to lob it, uh, but not, not throw it, throw it, and but place yeah, it. And just, it's, man. And all the coaches in Little League struggle to do it, too. That's why the dads were like, anybody else want to pitch? Yeah. Yeah. Struggling out here today? Yeah. It's so hard. If and I can throw a full speed, I'm pretty sure I can hit that mitt yeah. right where it is. Yeah, but, no, let but, me throw hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, yeah, I can't believe the way that, the, and those guys get into a rhythm. And I'm not talking yeah. about the hitters. They all, too, get into a rhythm. But the throwers get into a rhythm, pitch. They're just like, boom, same spot. Boom, same spot. Otani's did Got it. Got Otani's it. was all over the place. Yeah, he was painting. He wanted to show him. Yeah, you can go low and away. I yeah, can take I that go high. I, I, I can get every quadrant. <laughs> I can get every quadrant. Shohei, you're not going to embarrass me out here. <laughs> we couldn't let Mancini be the story, though. Eh, man, it, was a cool st- it, it still was it's a It's still story. a great story. But It's Alonzo, man. He's, this is what he lives for. But I will say, like... No, I, I did watch it, but I found it very hard to watch. It doesn't take um, long to get old, really. But also, but at least Brandon's I don't like. It. I don't like what they've done with the time. Time because they are sw- the ball yeah. hasn't landed yet, and they're pitching again. Mm-hmm. There's no distances, so is that 512 feet or 440? And that's all I care about. I want to see how far these people can hit a ball, and it's like it's just one after another after another. And it's it's hard to keep up with. It's very very hard to watch. And plus, you couldn't see the balls last night. You couldn't see where they were. You couldn't see. The only time you could tell where they land is when people jumped up in the stands. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it got a little difficult there. But I thought the Mancini thing was awesome. Yeah. And to see him get going, like at first yeah. you're like, oh no, because he's hitting line drives. Like, please hit one. Yeah, just and hit one. Then, yeah, you got just, three minutes, man. Hit, hit one, one, man. And then he just got on to a yeah. great roll. It's it's still fun to watch I, for for a brief amount of time. That said, we'll leave Major League Baseball. And you I keep waiting for one of those kids to get smoked i root for it and they and it I hasn't happened i've been rooting for it for 20 years yes, not I to get to. No, sent to the hospital hey did we find out the guy who landed on his head trying to catch oh, i don't know i hadn't heard that yeah. did yeah. you see that i mean oh, yeah. yeah yeah that was awesome i was like oh yeah something that can't be good but i couldn't see if he got back up i loved how carl ravich king of the wig 
is just sitting there calmly like, that didn't happen. We're just going to keep on talking <laughs> yeah, about the home yeah, runs. That's another one. Eduardo Perez is like, oh. And yeah. he just Levitar and, tweeted a picture of the guy like falling upside down. Like, yeah. it, like, it looked like a. It wasn't a good situation. Was, yeah, no, awful. it wasn't a good situation. You know what I did? Because we're in the, the doldrums. Dog days. I mean, I don't know if you want to spend a lot of time on an Alabama A and M defensive end. Certainly, you can read about it on Warchant.com yeah. if you want hey, to he, learn intriguing, more information. Intriguing prospect. Yeah, sure. But what I and and maybe he is. I'm not even being cynical or sarcastic. I'm just saying it's like. That's tough to carry two hours, guys. Yeah. It's tough to carry two hours. How about so you can roll into those questions right now. You can go into them now. I don't I'm care. I'm not afraid to do it. Is yeah. that Facebook and Twitter? That is just Facebook. I mean, what is this? Hold on a you know second. What? This Hold may on. be the you, day. If I'm may, not, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> if I'm not stand mistaken, up, walk out. Now, I saw this when I woke up very early this morning, mm. Corey. Yeah. Uh, that Ira tweeted out for the questions like late. at freaking midnight. <laughs> yeah. He was so, like, yeah. oh, by the way, guys, something near and dear to his heart, Twitter questions. Right. We're doing the show tomorrow <laughs> yeah. at 11.52. There's no way you weren't question. in bed when you tweeted that. No, I was not in bed. It was you like had 10.45. No, it was not. I laughed. I was like, "What? Oh, Ira cares so much about these questions that he remembered to do it at 11.50. Man, I can't wait until he actually forgets one time because that'll Dude, be awesome. That's what I, I haven't forgotten literally, Nine years. Because <laughs> I usually remind you. But the time when I tweeted it, I literally was like, why wouldn't Corey have reminded me? Like, he had he's saying <laughs> yeah, I haven't tweeted this. I, no, I, well, I'm never going to remind you. <laughs> he, I, he wants me to fail. Yeah, of course I do. Uh, we do have a lot of questions, though, and I will get to the Twitter questions. I got them right here on my phone. Yeah, buddy, we can just do the whole, we can do like a mailbag hour. It's fine. It's no problem. Let's, let's talk fun. about kickoff first. Let's talk about the decision of who they're sending the kickoff We'll first. do that when we come back. Ira set it up for us. My man's getting to hang a radio after all these years. It's well done, yeah, sir. It's only it. been a decade. Seminal Headlines continues in a moment. Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right, so let's talk about ACC kickoff. We teased it a little bit a moment ago, but uh, we, we should go ahead and talk about it now. I, I don't know. Uh, the, the thought that Jermaine Johnson's going, obviously. Let's you want, Do you want to start there? Do you want to start with Jordan Travis? Even, even him, but they're all kind of intertwined because, I mean, I was really, you know, a, a couple months ago, the first time I thought about it, I was like, man, I, who are they going to send? Yeah. Are they gonna send? Is everybody sending three? Yeah, they the changed it this year. year. Okay, yeah, I think smart. the ACC, again, with Jim Phillips, new commissioner, I think this is part of, you know, he really wants to blow out football coverage and 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 make it a bigger you better deal. tell the acc network and what was interesting i thought it was interesting just looking well he has clearly he's getting that message out but um you know i uh, looking at who teams brought because that man there's been years where like miami brought like a kicker and a punter yeah. one time yep and that should be the commissioner should be like nope yeah. they're going back bring, every, a, bring a real player everybody no except, offense kickers and punters everybody ex- except syracuse is bringing their quarterback and i don't know what quarter syracuse's quarterback mm-hmm. situation is but everybody, not a good one. But I'm telling you, yeah. that's that's a directive. Like he's not letting people just bring whoever yeah, you want to bring and who you want to honor is a senior. You're bringing guys <laughs> that people want to talk to. We want to bring the backup right guard. He's been through a seriously. Lot. No, well, now Jimbo it. brought Aguayo, which I, I wasn't a a fan of at the time, but it was Aguayo, and he was one of the best kickers and one of the best kickers of all time in right. college. Yeah, that that's different than Miami just bringing a kicker. It was it was it was like I think it was Al Golden. I think he was just like he he didn't want to be there. Yeah, he didn't. He was just and so, but that's that was the way coaches were allowed to pre- yeah like act whatever and, they wanted. And and again, I think that to this point of so you think Jim has stepped in? Oh, I think he's. I think, think he's like, he man, why are we only bringing no, two people? Bring that. three and okay. bring players people want to talk to. Because I don't I don't know that Mike Norvell. I'm not sure Norvell would have made this decision. I, 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 maybe he would have. We don't know him. We don't have the history. It's not shocking that he's bringing two quarterbacks that are in a quarterback competition and a defensive player who's never played here. 
but it is it makes people raise their eyebrows. Well, it's two things. It's it's a representation yeah, you of the roster. Yeah, but he's bringing Jermaine Johnson, Mackenzie Milton, and Jordan, Jordan Travis. Yeah, correct. Both quarterbacks. But I, oh, let's start with Jermaine Johnson just because he's never played it down at Florida State. Right. And he's going to represent Florida State at the ACC kickoff. Right. Now, I know Mackenzie Milton hasn't either, but he's such a high-profile transfer. Everybody gets that. It is, sadly, I think, commentary on what the roster is, that we would assume immediately that Jermaine Johnson is one of the five best players on your roster and thus should represent Florida State. At the same time, there's no denying that. I mean, he looks the part. He had a hell of a spring. You look at him, he's the best defensive end we have on the roster. It's not or Florida State has in the roster. It's not close. I get it, but it is, again, it kind of makes me a little sad. we got to get past that. i got to stop saying that, that that every time we (laughs) do a top 40, top 10, top anything, it's somebody who wasn't here a year ago. But that's okay. I mean, that's what it is. Let's move on with it. I think Jermaine Johnson's a great representative. Having spoken to him, I know you two have as well. I spoke to him for over an hour one day. Man, he will represent very well. He's a smart kid. But it is amazing. You know, he was a third down guy, kind of a situational player at Georgia. Hasn't even taken a snap at Florida no. State, and he's, and he's going to kickoff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> uh, that's going to be tough for him to answer questions. Like, so last year, guys, you know, oh, I was Oh, you know people are going to ask. No, I, I, was not I won 11 year. games last yeah, year. I was going to say. People are going to yeah. be like, hey, man, you guys got shredded by Bailey Hockman. I mean, no, no, I, I didn't. didn't get shredded by anybody named Bailey Hockman. <laughs> I, don't, no, I don't even know who that is. I didn't know. We would have dominated Bailey Hockman like everybody else apparently yeah. did, except for Florida State. Yes, that's true, Jermaine. You would have. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, that part will be weird. And, and so from that standpoint, it also – from a positive standpoint, if you're Mike Norvell, it, it shifts the message forward. Yeah. Because two of that those guys smart. didn't even play here last year. Yeah, yeah. They can't how could they yeah. comment on it? Yeah, you're right. It's so, not about it's not about last year, the last two years. It's the most intriguing person going to the ACC kickoff to me is Jordan Travis. Because Jordan Travis is gonna have to answer questions about Mackenzie Milton. And I don't think it's like a adversarial type thing, but you are competing for a job. You took the vast majority of the stats last year. You were the only bright spot Florida State had besides Samuel. I mean, there really wasn't much of a bright spot for Florida State to turn to a year ago. Not too many guys that you, you walked away from at the end of that season and said, oh, way to represent. Good job. But Jordan did. He played hurt. He, he was tough. Obviously, they just didn't have a lot in the way of blocking. They could not consistently do much of anything at wide receiver. So any measure of offense Florida State did get was him running around making plays. And yet, you get the sense that he's not the – I don't think he's the leading candidate to win the job. And so that's just a weird position for him to be in. Now, he may not view it that way, but those questions are going to come. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he handles it. You know Mackenzie Milton. I mean, Mackenzie obviously is a grizzled veteran. I mean, he doesn't say a whole lot, and he speaks slowly. He thinks about what he's going to say. Jordan doesn't say a lot either, but he's never been in this kind of platform. He's never had this kind of, you know, setting. I mean, everything he's ever done has been Zoom. You know, Mackenzie was a, you know, big-time guy. Yeah, he was a star, yeah. Um, So so it will be a unique position for Jordan Travis. And just to go back real quick to Jermaine Johnson, Robert Cooper might have been a a safer choice in terms of like the old way of doing things. Yeah. You know, he's a guy that played for a long time, productive player, 30 something games, you know, from a mentality of a guy who's earned it. Cause that's one of the things people brought up in the message boards was like, what about the guys that have been in the program and have earned it? And it's, and clearly the message is no, man, we're moving forward. Um, Yeah. And these are our best players. We're going with them. The high profile. Yeah. They're high. Especially Jermaine Johnson is your best player. But as far as yeah, you know, Jordan goes, yeah, I mean, I think it, I think he'll handle it pretty well. He's not a guy that's going to say a whole lot, you know. So it's not like he's going to give anybody anything to then pounce on and then and then become a 
uh, an in-depth kind of conversation. You yeah, know, and, show. and or some sort of polarizing right. thing. I, I just think what's interesting is that they, the people outside of Florida State are going to ask the questions. Like if you're covering whomever, North Carolina – Oh, yeah, you, he's going to get a million McKenzie Milton get questions. Him, yeah. yeah, but you know, it's nothing but McKenzie Milton questions. I mean, they're going to, that's what it's going to be, especially from national media that's there. You know, like I would think that's a story Andrea Adelson would write. But I like, I that, he, that, I like that he sent both of them. Like they're in a competition. You yeah. can't send just one. Like the year they sent Weatherford and Ponder won the job. Yeah. Like that's ridiculous. It was ridiculous that they did that. Now you're sitting both guys, and they're in a competition. One of them is going to be the starting quarterback. Well, and also I would say this. That's old school. I mean, look, quarterback competitions were kind of the norm for a very long time. People weren't so sensitive as to not be able to talk about that very directly without being uh, you know, argumentative. You can just say, look, I expect to win the job. I'm working like I'm going to win the job. I'm, you know, I'm going to compete like I'm going to win the job. That doesn't mean you will or you won't. It's just that's a normal mentality, a competitive mentality. And Mackenzie Milton will say the very same thing. Hey, look, I've got nothing but respect for Jordan Travis. Uh, you know, I, I know what he did for this program, what he's done for this program, but I'm here to win the job. I mean, they, they can be honest about that. And I, th- I do think there's a nice dynamic between them from that standpoint that Mackenzie can come at it from, you know, man, I've, I've, this is, it's almost kind of gravy for him. I mean, he's had a great career in college football already. He's, he knows what he's trying to do here, but it's not like he needs to prove himself. It's not like he's got to sit there and yeah. sell himself to anybody. Sure. It's, it's, you know what I did, and I'm, I'm going to try to do the same thing here. And Jordan Travis, the nice thing about his situation is he can contribute no matter what, whether or not he wins a starting job. So there's a comfort level from, I think, both guys. You know, neither one's, this isn't like all or nothing for either one of them, I don't think. You know, I wonder if the, the safest answer for Jordan Travis, if he gets this question, uh, if you don't win the job, mm-hmm. are you know what comes next is that 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 are you willing to contribute in other ways on the football as a playmaker? I mean, the safest answer for him would probably be, well, I plan on winning the job. Mm-hmm. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. You know, I mean, because it's almost like if you answer that, you're admitting, yeah. you know, so it's you a, let that doubt creep in. Yeah. So I don't even know if you're him, you would even entertain the idea. I'm sure privately you do when you sit in your room thinking about the possibilities. But publicly, when you're having a conversation about competition, you don't take the stance of having conceded the job by saying, yeah, I'll do this, this and this. Almost like you're knowing that that's going to happen. It'll be interesting to see how he answers that because he's going to get that question probably more than he'd like, just as McKenzie Milton's going to get the question that he doesn't want to get because he's answered it 7,000 times, which is, tell us about your rehab, tell us about your knee, tell us about what it's been like to come back. I wonder what, uh, you know, because they, they all get requested for interviews separately. So for people that haven't been there, which is 99.9% of the people listening to this, um, you know, after there's, there's the group interviews, they do like they, they'll go up on stage and talk to the assembled media as a group. Then they'll do breakouts where they each go to different tables and the coach will go do TV and whatever. And then they'll go to radio row and, and stop and do separate interviews with everybody. And like Mackenzie Milton's going to get requested way more than anybody else. And then also, you know, the ESPN people are going to be there. ACC network people are going to be there. I think there's going to be a lot of Mackenzie Milton's kind of a celebrity. I mean, he's got a, a a name. And so what's it going to be like for Jordan Travis to to see that? Now, his personality isn't to want to be in the, the, the limelight, I don't think, necessarily. So it's not like I think he's going to be sad about it or mad about it. But that's going to be kind of weird, you know, to see him. It's just like it was weird to me when, when Willie Taggart came to the first ACC kickoff because, and we didn't get one with Mike Norvell, but where you'd seen Bobby Bowden be the star attraction for so young. I mean, from the existence yeah. of yeah. ACC yeah. kickoff. Yeah, he was the guy. 
And then you go to Willie Taggart, and it was like he's just another guy. And now Dabo's that guy. And so it's just going to be interesting. It's always weird to see, like, when one person is is gets all the spotlight and somebody else does it, and I'm curious to see how Jordan handles that. I, I think he'll handle it fine, but it'll be different. You mentioned Mike Norvell. Let's talk about his presence there, too, because Jimbo Fisher made an immediate impact at the ACC kickoff, yeah. and we were all at that. Remember, he was, like, the yeah. biggest star in the room, and he was outspoken and aggressive with what he saw. It was a fascinating thing to go back and revisit a little bit here. Seminole Headlines continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. So what do you think uh, in regards of Mike Norvell and going up to the ACC? Now, Mike is a... uh I mean, he's a talkable, talkative, affable guy. He's uh, obviously he's confident. He's excited uh, about the job and the work that he's put in. But he's got an interesting line to walk here because, frankly, this is not going to be a good team. They may be better than we expect them to be. They may be better than Vegas's six and six type projection. But I think you want to be real careful about how you talk about your team and what you put out there in terms of expectations. And also, you want to make an impact. You want you want to obviously start to become and emerge as one of the more high-profile coaches in the league. It's good for recruiting. It's good for your overall profile uh, at Florida State to have a guy like that that uh, you know draws attention. So it'll be interesting to see how he handles his ACC kickoff as well since we're talking about the players. Yeah, the – Jimbo's was unique because he was replacing a legend. So that was like, that was such a big storyline. And Florida State was still not too far removed from the dynasty run. And there wasn't a lot of other powers in the conference. So right. just, Clemson it, had not yeah. emerged as any superpower yet. So, so I think, it, yeah, it was kind of easy to Jimbo to kind of fill that vacuum. And then, um, but and he I, took hold though. I mean, he yeah, had no, ideas he did. He for had what strong the opinions. Do. Yeah, the yeah. rules and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he had strong opinions. He wasn't afraid to show them. Willie's mistake, I think, was he, he – remember his the big thing, the big signature moment, I guess, was when he said that when he got to Florida State, he thought there was going to be a lot of turds yeah. in the program. He found out it's not true. They're all great kids. First of all, the phrasing be, was terrible. Yes. You're a first-time coach there at Florida State. Yet, and he did it in the big ballroom. Yeah, he did, he did I was it standing the there, giant press there when conference, he did it. Yeah. I remember thinking that's not what you do, but okay. Um, but it also – it put a, a bullseye on him because he said he, – he let everybody know this. there's no problems behind the scenes with this team. Like this – we can turn this around Correct. quickly. Yeah. Which was set up so many false expectations. Yes. And it was on the heels of him kind of doing that all summer. Correct. On the booster tour. And it was like – but the best part about it was then – when you go back and, uh, you know, David Hale and Andrea Adelson did their thing in the spring about um, the fall of Florida State football and his him and his uh, well, his unnamed sources on his staff were saying, oh, that was the worst situation we've ever seen. Like when we yeah. walked in, we couldn't believe how many thugs and awful human beings were in that program. It's like, wait a minute, dude. Then why'd you go to ACC kickoff? It was the biggest mistake he made <laughs> right from the jump. And, in you know, there were people who had concerns about that kind of uh, bravado. Yeah. Um, there were people within the program who knew better who were saying behind the scenes sources that we all have man i i don't know i would have done that for a couple of reasons because if you over promise and under deliver that's never a good look so you should start you know right off the bat while you're trying to instill confidence and get people to donate and get excited about your program you don't have to bad mouth them but you also don't have to put them up on a pedestal as if they're about yeah. to compete for a championship which yeah, is kind of what he did and he made the players seem uh, like some of them seem like better player better teammates than they were. And, and why, why do that? Yeah, there. and so why do that? And uh, because then, especially if two years later you're going to come back and, and tell your version of the truth, um, is yeah, I tell you, man, it's you thinking about it, and I, I don't know why this, I just thought of this, but the Dante Lucas, was that an Instagram post? 
Yeah, but I think he's deleted it. But yeah. yeah, but still, he, he put it out there. Uh, basically, did you see that about Florida State football? Why aren't you? Why aren't you pushing me? Why aren't you pushing? Did you just made, do this now? He, a couple, was, couple days I mean, ago, again, I was I was yeah we on did, vacation. Sorry, it was something he put up on Instagram and then took it down. And but it's floating around the screenshot. It's, yeah, it's I've him. made plays too. Well, the, pro- the why are the you problem promo- is, why are you promoting me? I've made plays too. In and of itself, that sentiment isn't that big a deal. It's a kid saying something stupid for a moment. Out of frustration, it's that it's in a series of dumb That's things. That's well, it, not, immature, but, immature. But things. I'm not even saying this isn't an attack on Dante Lucas as much as Florida State fans have been dealing with things like this for three or four years, where it's just like they they just want. I don't I don't even know how to phrase it, how to articulate it, but they want guys that care more about the school than themselves. And now NIL certainly put, proves puts that in a different perspective. But it's just one after another. Where last summer it was Marvin Wilson. Now I know it was brief. But you got a starting guard who started a bunch of games publicly adding the school, saying the FSU football account, why aren't you guys promoting But me? he's had moments of these bouts of immaturity where it's just one more time where I think the fans are like, okay, look, man, you haven't been that good. You haven't been that productive. Been good. You haven't been good at all. Well, that's what I'm saying. I was yeah. trying to put it nicely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, you haven't been any good at all. Right. And you're constantly doing misstepping like this. I mean, get it together. I mean – Either you want to be here or you don't is the feeling, I would think, the sentiment of the fans at this yeah, point. And, right. and I think the, from a from a big-picture standpoint, I mean, I think a lot of what last year in the offseason was, the, both offseasons leading up to last season and then after last season, was getting to a core of guys who are Body. coming at it with the right yeah. way. Um, and so I think, you know, Dante's one of those guys. He's one of the last guys I think that they're trying to – Figure out: Are you on the boat or are you not on the boat? And so there's been some issues like that. It's because he has talent. He does have talent. I mean, he's healthy and he plays hard and and, focused. And humanity. I mean, I think Alex Atkins and those guys they want to help him improve his life, just like Jimbo was back in the day. Oh, sure. That's always an element. Sure. So that's a part of it as well. But, um, but yeah, the thing the thing about Willie doing that, why it was such a big mistake, was. You know, it's not even like I had a couple of people say he was he was like a used car salesman, like he was always he was always selling, and he was there was no substance. It's like it's worse than that, man. It's like a Craigslist con man because <laughs> with a used car salesman, there's a lot to go back to. Yeah, like you're you, with a Craigslist guy, like you're buying something that may not work, and you never see him, and they go off into the distance. It's like Willie thought. He could say all that, and then nothing was like we weren't going to see the game. Yeah, there'd be yeah. no accountability. There'd be you are you wouldn't remember it. I well, mean, yeah. well, and and and. I will just say this. I really think some of that, in his defense, dare I say, is that he believed it. Gosh, man. But because that's, that's you, where you're, you're torn. Are you, are you that wrong? He was that wrong. Or are you yeah. just See, that's flat where I'm going. That's where I'm going. I really do believe, and let's think about this. This is, this is my proof, I guess, if I were going to present it in court. He'd seen ghosts before he stepped to that podium after the Virginia oh, no Tech doubt. game. That guy looked mortified. Yeah, he, he was looked, not expecting that. He did not expect in any way to watch them look as bad as they did. He thought they were in a boat race, Virginia no, Tech. No, you're right. That's why they practiced That's, their swaying sway, and stuff. Yeah. Before so the, he thought, here, here we go. Here's the coronation of a great offseason, and let's go. Let's start the ass kickings. And then he realized in the moment after that game, we're a million miles away. We're not close. And now I got to go stand in front of all these people that I've basically sold this vision to, and now I don't even believe it. Yeah. So I, no, I, I think he really believed. So it wasn't a con all summer. No, I just, just think he really believed it. But that's actually a damning it's statement. Indictment. It's yeah. an indictment on what you don't know what you're looking at. Well, and that, and and the kids were 
lying to you. The whole that whole off season, the kids were telling the coaches what they wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. And, Andre Francois in particular. Well, you didn't. I mean, it was when are these things? Late July. Like, how would you really know what your team is in late July? You've had a spring well, yeah. where everybody's yeah. hopeful. Spring, spring eternal. Am I right, guys? Isn't that what's hope the eternal. Yeah, that's I knew it was something in there about hope and well, spring. But I'm saying he was fooled in the fall after the first. No, game, but I'm saying when he, went, when he when went, when he went talked about not having turds. Sure, yeah. And, you know, somebody that. asked him. I remember specifically somebody asked him like, "How long do you think until you catch Clemson?" And he goes, "Who says we have to catch him? Like we might yeah. be even with him now." Jesus, it's like all right, man. Kind of got it. Okay, and so, but he might have really believed that July twentieth. Yeah. He but, still believed but it right sep- before they kicked off. But September 20th, he's like, oh, my God, we can't do anything against Syracuse. Yeah, and I would, you know, to be honest with you, and, and Mike Norvell did not have an ACC kickoff to have this opportunity to to make a right. mistake like yeah. that. Yeah. But, you know, I th- from things I've heard, I think there were players on that team last year that they thought were going to be very good who did not play very good. Well, Marvin Wilson yeah. would be a guy the, that the whole, would be very the defensive good. Line. But, yeah. but, but, again, but, again, a lot of that. I, I will give a little bit of a pass for because the entire spring, save for three practices, yeah, yeah. didn't happen. Yeah, Willie so had you a really whole had nothing to do. Yeah, you really yeah. didn't know what. And then those guys. And the worst part about it, and this is why I do get excited about this year because they've had a normal off season, is that Marvin Wilson was in shape when we went over there for that luncheon, and we all sat down at those tables. He looked great when they talked about body mass and how much gaining and losing the players had done of positive weight. Uh, Marvin looked better than he's ever looked, and he was bought in. And I talked with him. You talked with him. He really couldn't wait to play for Mike Norvell and this staff. And then the whole spring gets thrown away. And when he returns, he's not in shape. And he gets hurt early in the Georgia Tech game. He's never the same the rest of the year. He basically might as well have opted out at that point. Everybody up front that they were depending on came back in worse shape after the pandemic, after the spring where they were sent home. And I don't blame all the players because you don't always have access to the equipment. You don't have the same nutritional uh, gains that you could be making. With now, you could make an argument that other schools had the same issues, but I think you'd say well, this is a first-year coaching first staff. Year coaching that, staff and, yeah. and a lot of these players were recruited by two coaches ago. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, all those guys on the defensive line were recruited by Jimbo. Yeah, it, it became real easy to call it a day and just walk away. It's really and, – and they had that happen. But, you know, and listen, all I'm saying is Mike Norvell has to walk a fine line about what he says regarding this team and expectations because we've seen how that comes back to haunt you if you overpromise. But you also don't want to make it sound like you're sheepish and yeah. afraid. You don't want to say, man, we, if we get to six wins – yeah, we need to have a parade. A, right. How do you, you can't sell do that it? either. How do you yeah. sell it? I just think it's a weird kind well, you of focus. I like to say you focus on the process mm-hmm. and not the results. That's a good idea, Corey. Don't well, worry about results. I'm more. I've always been kind of more process oriented. You guys are all more. I, I, we want results. I, I don't want to speak out of turn, yeah. but you're a results guy. I'm a big fan of the wins. Right. I look for wins. Some I just, people just talk about the process for years. I'm look. I'm slow builds. Slow builds. <laughs> just get a get one percent better every day. If you do that, where are you going to be in 100 days? 100% better. So <laughs> now you're twice how, as good as you were. That's how math works. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And iron sharpens iron. I mean, it's all coming together, it's guys. It's all <laughs> happened right here. I just feel happy to represent the university. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah there it is. Seminole Headlines, 97.9 Radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Wrapping up the hour. You see how excited we are for football? Ira just introduced the idea of talking about the freaking ACC kickoff, which isn't even that great. No. 
It's awesome. And we prattled on and on. <laughs> we went on for an hour about this. It's a thing of beauty. No, I think it's what we're starving for football. And it is a realization that we sit here at the 13th of July. It's not far. Less than a month from camp beginning. And it's an important camp. It's an important year. Even if it's not a year that is going to give us a 10-win season or give us a 9-win season, uh, it could be a year that is the catalyst for those kinds of years. And I think that's why fans are so excited about it, too. It's like last year almost doesn't count. For a lot of good reasons, it doesn't. Um, it felt like a, a season that was compromised across the nation. It wasn't just here. There were a lot of foregone conclusions. People that had teams with veterans and veteran coaching staffs in place and continuity were going to succeed. Everybody else was going to really, really struggle. And then some games were going to get canceled the day of. We'd get up every Saturday morning, get set for game yeah. day, wondering if the game's going to get played or not. That was just strange. You couldn't commit if you were a fan. Hey, I'm going to go this week, or why don't we meet in three weeks? Well, I don't know if they're going to play that game. I'm not committing to fly or drive yeah. up there. So it got it, everything about last year was just bastardized. It was so, it was so stupid. And it's so I mean, frustrating to look back on. But now that's why you eagerly anticipate now. It's like, I can pencil in that I'm coming to the Notre Dame game. I can pencil in if I live in Miami that I'm coming up for, you know, whatever, pick your games. But I, th I think for Florida State fans, there's going to be something of a normal season, even if not a great season. The Notre Dame game is, is it's interesting because, I mean, uh, on the one hand, Norvell has put so much into it from a recruiting standpoint. He's, you know, they've gonna, they're going to have a ton of visitors for that game, which they should. Yeah. It's a Sunday night game, Labor Day weekend. It's a good idea. Prime time. It's only game on. It's, it's a, It should be the same. God, center. I hope they play well. But it's like, man, there's a lot on the line. <laughs> yeah. Now, the nice thing is I do think Notre Dame's style of play lends itself to not getting blown out, even if you even if you don't play well. You're well, usually, especially if they start that kid from Wisconsin at quarterback, because he sucks, as okay. most Wisconsin quarterbacks do. As, yeah. as, as, as we, we found out first. <laughs> yeah, the only one that did Russell was the guy Wilson. they got from the ACC. Yeah, right. So I hope they start that Crone kid, because he's not any good. Isn't that his name? Cone? Crone? C-O-A-N? Yeah, Corey's doing his research. <laughs> I'll look it up. But yeah, uh, yeah he's no, a transfer. I think in general, though, I mean, they're going to they're gonna want to run the ball. I think Florida State, you would imagine, is going to want to run the ball. I mean, I just no matter who's a yeah, quarterback. Even if you lose... 31 to 10, but it's a packed stadium and people are into it, at least for a half. It, you're still selling something that the recruits last year never got to see. 31 10 feels a little harsh. Yeah, I'm okay, on board with that. <laughs> what if it's 24 10 late All right, like and you're that. driving down yeah, and then oh, they there we go. pick six or something? All right, there but uh, you're in the game. It's competitive, yeah. but you lose. But the, the, the stadium, man, these kids have never been in stadiums. With people in them, loud people excited to watch football, not and worried the about being last year. Didn't get that at all. Were they at the Georgia Tech game? Oh. I mean, different rain burning to death. And, yeah. So uh, that's why I think it could be. Uh, it's going to be beneficial either way, as long as it's not a fifty-point blowout, because it it showcases the fans. And it showcases the stadium and the atmosphere. His name is Jack Cohn. Yeah, look at your boy all over it already. And, uh, He's not he, any good, Ira. Don't worry. I thought hey, he was good at Wisconsin. 2019, he completed 69.6% of yeah. his yeah. passes. What do you think that means? Come I, mean, on. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I see a little horny brook in him. Yeah, you yeah. see a little check down. Charlie is what you see right there. That's my man. Hey. He's a proven winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I but he'll have a similar it's it'll be easier for him to go from that offense to Notre Dame's offense than it was for Hornibrook to come here and try to play. And it'll be Willies. easier for us to play him than it was Ian Book, and that's fine. And they also yeah. lost their top receiver. They lose four of their five oh, starting offensive line. linemen. They, they lost Dylan Gibbons. They lose Gibbons. They lost Dylan Gibbons. They lose the great Dylan Gibbons. <laughs> they lose a safety. They lost a lot, seriously now. That's like they may end up being a very good team. 
I don't think Notre Dame's going to be very good this year. I think this is going to be one of the lesser teams Kelly's had in a number of years. If you look at what they've lost, you look at their schedule, to me that's probably an eight-win team, not a great Notre Dame team. And you know, man, Norvell, we talked about at the time, he thought they were going to win that game last year. He was so – you could tell mm, the yeah, way he coached I mean. in that game and the way – not, I'm not saying he thought they were going to win it. He thought, thought they, they, could, had, they could win it if they played well. But then they saw the gaping holes that Notre Dame running backs were running through. There, yeah, there were a couple. <laughs> and they went, yeah. a couple well, problems this is going to be problematic, guys. This is going to be tough. But, I mean, what were they up? Like 21-something? They were, I mean, they, uh, they were, yeah, I think they had a lead in the second quarter, and they were only down, I think, by six or so. Time? No. But and they gave up a touchdown right before half. They gave up a touchdown right before half after a ridiculous out-of-bounds hit by somebody yeah. like I can't remember who it was. It might have been because Renardo Green, but I don't want to say that. I just did. It was the final 42-26. Yeah. That's what I remember. Okay. And they had they had the ball at the Notre Dame like five yards. Yes, then they kept fighting. They kept fighting. Yeah, but they had a chance to cut it to a one score game there at the end. And they got the stop defensively. Yeah, but uh, it was with two minutes left. But, but that's still they were Travis fighting. got hurt. They were fighting. Man. Yeah, yeah. But you yeah. could tell he did not think that was a game that they were he never he never thought they were gonna get blown out. Like right. he thought that they could be competitive and maybe even win that game. Because he was more mad after that game. He was like not furious about losing, but just he thought that that was a chance they could have done there something. For the well, Notre special. Dame hadn't played in three weeks. Yeah. Something, they had been on a COVID break. Let's let's also think for a moment just how exciting this is for Mike Norvell because he really didn't get a, a season that any coach would desire a yeah. year ago. He, he got a broken, fractured, effed up season with COVID. Yeah. You know, a COVID blanket all over it. He got nothing in the way of a normal season in which you impart your wisdom, your game planning, your spirit. Obviously, the way you want guys to work and think and and play together, none of that got done a year ago. Everything was just absolutely disjointed. In many ways, this will be like the first real opener for him. Like, imagine Mike Norvell's feeling when he runs out of that tunnel. You know how energetic he is and how proud he is. And rightfully so. He's achieved a lot at a young stage in his career. He's going to charge into that tunnel in a full house. Mm-hmm. And it'll be an electric atmosphere yeah. in that first game at the very least. I mean, he's going to have all of those emotions of finally kind of realizing a dream of leading this program as it's supposed to be with the backing it's supposed to have in a packed house that he's seen from afar. And this will be real. Now, th- that would make one very nervous, too, because you got to produce. But... Him coming out of that tunnel, he's going to be as excited as those players, I would think. Because I, I felt for him and that staff as a whole last year. Just the, the sort of BS every week. It just it, yeah. it had to be. Well, and you're having I, to answer questions for a roster you didn't create. And, uh, and they're the whole, broken. The whole situation was ridiculous. No, but I mean, imagine, like, yeah. And, and I guess what I'm saying is if I was the head coach at Memphis and I achieved a lot, and prior to that I'd worked my way up through the system and been an elite assistant when I got my chance to, to call plays, I paid my dues, I kept getting elevated, I get this job, I succeed at a way that nobody ever has at Memphis, right? And now I get the call to the big time. And, and that's that. And yeah. that's what I get. Man, it, it, you'd be disillusioned. You'd be lost. You'd be so frustrating. This has got to be this moment. He knows he's right there. It's July 13th. It's not long now. They're going to be out there practicing game planning for real for a game against Notre Dame that is winnable. I'm not saying they will win that game. They are underdogs, understandably. It's a winnable game. And he also knows if they win it, it changes the complexion of the entirety of the rest of the season. So yeah, no, there's a it, lot the, on the damn line. At least, at, at the very least, the first half of the season. Because now you, I mean, you have a chance to be well. You could be five, five and zero because you got to go beat Wake in two weeks, and if you do that, you will be five and zero, and all of a sudden you're ranked 
Yeah. And, and rank, you're ranked like ninth. Tenth or something. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah. And think about teams that we've seen. I don't see how that doesn't happen. Now that we talk it, now that we're saying it out loud, <laughs> I don't see how, you don't especially how if these kids are getting, out, right? again, if they're getting 1% better every day. <laughs> they're going to be 100% better. So, and that's 100 by kids. Yeah, yeah. By, I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous. Goodness gracious. Count the days from now. Think of all the percentage points. That's <laughs> going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I I think the the – it's it's going to be interesting to watch how he handles that because this is a, it is a weird time. He you know he obviously didn't he couldn't sell expectations going into last season God, because there, no. there was no opportunity to. Um, this year, I mean, I think in the spring, I mean, I think he was really happy with what they did in the spring. In his heart of hearts, he uh, he has to know that they're not where they need. Look to at be. all the transfers. Yeah. He but, told you they're not close. Yeah. But you also don't want to go publicly saying that. Yeah. Man, you know, we don't have a lot of bullets Oh, it's here. the worst. It's the, it's you a can't t- that's it. a tough situation. That's why I say this ACC kickoff is already interesting. He's got to walk a fine line, instill his team with confidence, get the fans excited, but go easy on expectations. That's a weird balance. You well, know, he's like, got the Alabama A&M kid. If we did the top 40 again, he's somewhere in the 20s or maybe the top 20. Oh, yeah, he might be in the top um, 15. So that's, a, that's 15 of the 40. And uh, that, again, are, that are again, transfers, a- and it's and not only that, it's like it would be what do we have seven of the ten, seven of the top, the 10. top five. It'd be like thirteen of the top twenty-one are all guys that were not recruited to play at Florida State. That's what the roster was in when he got here. He has remade it in a year, but you know the, these are band aids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got to like stopgap re- measures until you can the, build the, it up from its core yeah, through the recruiting. recruiting is yeah. the surgery yeah. that fixes it. Right now, it's just kind of band aids and. This gives you a chance to compete. Salves. Yeah. yeah. And the, the nice it's thing a brace is, on the knee. It's a we, brace on the, the knee. The knee needs is. surgery, but we're yeah. going to play with the brace on the knee. It gives us a chance to compete. On that note, why, you know, again, that strong start, if you beat Notre Dame, if you could be 5 0, if you have a strong first half of the season, it helps so much in recruiting. Oh, yeah. They'd probably get a bunch of kids to commit that weekend because they're going to have a ton of kids. If you beat Notre Dame, they should all commit that night. They should. Yeah. They should. <laughs> they're yeah. commit um, that night. Yeah. But. But, you know, the nice thing about having a strong first half of the season is a lot of people remember that more than they do if you fall. You know, think about yeah. teams that there have been t- – in Boston College last year, everybody's like, oh, that was an amazing year. Well, they didn't really finish very well. No. Um, Arkansas got off to a great start yes, last year. Remember, and yeah. Pittman, people I like, love that guy. He's the best I coach. do love that guy, though. But I, yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not putting him down. But, I'm yeah, they saying, did fall off a cliff at the end. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they did. And yeah. you just re- you remember the strong first half more than you do the f- – so I think from a momentum standpoint in recruiting – just getting off to a good start would be huge for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's answer some questions. We'll do it next. Seminal Headlines on 97.9 ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next.